It looks like another key player for Penn State is headed to the NFL draft. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. My name is Zach Seiko. I hope everyone had a safe and happy holidays, a safe and Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. And another Penn State player has declared for the NFL draft. That is Juice Scruggs. We're going to talk about that in the opening segment. And then This kind of inspires uh, what the other Penn State players that have a 50-50 shot of coming back or moving on to uh, bigger and better things possibly. Maybe the grass is greener for some of these players, but out of all the players with 50-50 possibilities, I I figured we'd give uh, a declaration. We'd say who's coming back and who's going, who's staying, who's leaving, and then we'll finish up with Trace McSorley's NFL starting debut. He started a game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Arizona. Talk about his performance and what it ultimately means personally for Trace. But Juice Scruggs is going on to the NFL. He declared for the NFL draft, but he will play in the Rose Bowl. He's going to play in the Rose Bowl. He's going to start at center. And this is somebody who's been an anchor the past two seasons for Penn State. Uh, Just being involved in the majority of the action. He was a developmental piece uh, through the first part of his career, but then developed into a quality interior offensive lineman who played not only guard, but then center this past season. And I I will say this, it's not the worst thing to happen to Penn state. Uh, Something that was more or less expected. They brought in Hunter Norzad out of the transfer portal, which is why this decision doesn't hurt Penn state as bad as you think it would. Uh, because you are losing your starting center. You're losing the guy that's been an anchor on the offensive line for the past two full seasons. You're losing that veteran experience. But now you do have somebody in place, someone who is a veteran in his own right of college football. He's been now with the Penn State program for one season. It'll be his second year. Uh, So Norzad will take over at center, and he got work at center. So that was kind of the indicator that maybe Juice Scruggs won't be staying around. Uh, So Hunter Norzad is going to be taking on Uh, that spot. So you got to think maybe Penn State knew this was coming. Uh, It would have been ideal to have him back, even though, again, it isn't really necessary just because of what you have behind you, Scruggs. But think about this. A six-year veteran in 2023, uh, the injury to Landon Tangwall. And Landon Tangwall is the left guard, but Drew Scruggs could have stayed at center. And then Hunter Norzad stays in at left guard. Uh, Juice Scruggs was voted as a team captain this year for the 2022 season, so you are losing that. So you're losing a leader, you're losing a veteran, you're losing someone that is very intelligent. How about someone who's just an efficient pass blocker, right? Only allowed one sack and 11 pressures in 341 snaps this season. And then PFF, for the, the college football edition, put out that he had the most snaps without a single sack in 2021 among guards. So Juice Scruggs, when it comes to pass protection, is one of the best out there. And 
I thought he should have been considered for some better honors both both seasons, right? In 2021, 2022. Personally, I thought he was uh, Nash should have been nationally recognized uh, in 2021, given that he was so good in pass protection. But uh, they continue to just say, well, he's an honorable mention or he's a all Big Ten third team, whatever. Uh, Juice Scruggs is probably one of the better offensive linemen that Penn State has. I would I would say second to Olu Fashionu at this point in time. Intelligent, as I said, he's got good speed. He's actually really fast. He's really nimble for an offensive lineman, which will help him in the NFL. So he's foregoing his extra year of eligibility with COVID. He accepted an invite to the East-West Shrine game, which is a senior bowl all-star game. And even though that might have been the writing on the wall, but not necessarily because former Penn State safety Jaquan Brisker actually did that. He accepted that invite to the East-West Shrine game, and then he ultimately came back. He didn't declare for the NFL draft, and he decided to stick around. So that wasn't supposed to be this, this ultimate indication that Juice Scruggs was going to move on. But he actually could have opted out and came back for another season. So he's going to declare for the NFL draft and stay in the game. Uh, the deadline to enter for the NFL draft is Monday, January 16th, 2023. That is exactly one week after the college football championship game. And that East-West Shrine game is going to be played in February, February 2nd, to be precise. Uh, he's projected as a 6th to 7th round pick right now. I... I think that's fair. I, I think he should be a little higher. I see him as a fourth or a fifth round pick. I, I'd like to see him go in the fifth round. Uh, bottom line for Juice Scruggs moving on to the NFL draft. Penn State could have used him back. Would have You hypothetically could have had all five offensive linemen from 2022 back and ready to go to protect Drew Aller and to pave the way for Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen. And Kevon Lee, that's the second segment, uh, if he's going to be coming back or not, because you have solid, more better quality depth at the interior offensive line spot. Now, don't get me wrong, Hunter Norzad, Landon Tangwall, Sal Wormley, uh, particularly center Nick Dawkins is going to be there with Hunter Norzad. You could possibly slide J.B. Nelson over to the center spot if you really need him to. He showed some promise at guard. So there is depth. There is quality behind Hunter Norzat. It just would have been better for Penn State to have Juice Scruggs back, but I don't blame him. You've been in college football for five years. Uh, you should capitalize on the two good seasons starting that you have put together. You've showed that versatility, and now let the combine and the pro days uh, have – let their work cut out for them if you're Juice Scruggs and help build that draft profile because not a lot of people are firm believers that Juice Scruggs can play uh, consistently in the NFL. So we'll let the we'll let him do the work and prove everybody else wrong. It is Locked On Nittany Lions. My name is Zach Seiko. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode following the holidays. When we come back, the 50-50 split, are they staying? Are they going? The key players for Penn State that have some decisions still to be made and we're going to predict if they're going to leave or if they're going to come back for another season with the Nittany Lions. That is coming up next. Today's episode is sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
It's easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen today. Hey, for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard, behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Zach Seiko. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach underscore Seiko. You can follow the show account at Locked On Nittany. And if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, and I, we've set the goal. We've kept moving the goalposts here, but it would be awesome to get to 600 subscribers before the Rose Bowl. We've shattered the goal of 500. I really appreciate the support, but 600 before the new year would be incredible. And let me know in the comments with the players that I bring up and maybe some other names that I might not necessarily think that could leave in the transfer portal or for the NFL draft. And those decisions are probably going to be coming very soon as the deadline for the draft in particular is January 16th, 2023. But let me know in the comments who you think would be staying and who might be going, who might be leaving Penn State. And let's get into that. So I got a few players here that uh, are definitely on the hot seat, have a decision. These are the 50-50 guys who could come back and you'd like them to come back, but they could also leave for whatever that is, another school uh, or the draft itself. Kevon Lee, I think this one, uh, running back, was not necessarily overtaken by Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen. And the reason I say that is because Kevon Lee was banged up and it looked like an injury had held him out for the rest of the season. He tried to give it a go, tried to give it a go, but never really got that footing because he dressed up before games. He went through warmups. He was uh, practicing, but never made it back onto the field for game days. So Kevon Lee, do I think he's staying? Where's he going? I think he's actually going to stay. And this is because this is strictly just doing social media research. You look at Kevon Lee's Twitter account in particular. He's made all the comments like, I'm going to run it back. Uh, I, I intend to have just basically these hints that he intends to be back with Penn State to carve out a role and to make an impact for the upcoming season. So he's not going to run away from the adversity because everyone thinks that Kevon Lee is going to jump in the transfer portal. And I think that he would have done it by now. So if you look at his Twitter, Kevon Lee has had all the indications, like there's no slights at the Penn state staff or any players or that he's walking away. They're all indications that he's going to return. So I'll take his word for it, but he's also got to accept that he's not going to be the feature back. Nicholas Singleton and Catron Allen, they're going to get better. They're going to get faster. They're going to get stronger now that they've had one full year of college football experience. So we'll see if he's okay with that complimentary role or if Kevon Lee himself can get better and still push for uh, an even split among snap counts. And it would be huge to get him back for the running back room because Singleton or Allen goes down. 
that that that's an issue. And, and I don't know that uh, London Montgomery, for example, from the high school recruiting class, he's recovering from a knee surgery and he could tore his ACL for a senior season. And I don't know if Cam Wallace would be ready to go. So your next man in line would be Tank Smith. And Tank Smith, I think, is a very quality athlete, but not the same caliber of Kevon Lee, Singleton, or Allen. So and I also had, uh, so I was kind of planning this segment out a little bit in advance, uh, but Juice Scruggs beat me to the punch, so we know that he is leaving. I don't have to put a guess, but I actually did in my notes, and maybe people uh, want to believe me or they don't, but I, I did have Juice Scruggs leaving, and the reason was Hunter Norzad came in from the transfer portal. He was a tackle, but why did they shift him to guard to interior offensive line? Because he was a tackle at Cornell. He was an all-Ivy League tackle. Why are they moving him into the middle? Why did we see Hunter Norzad getting some snaps and warmups at center and playing a little bit sparingly in some games here and there? That's why. That that was solely the reason why. Uh, Juice Scruggs, I think, could have came back. He would have been the starter at center. But I think that's why they part of the reason they brought in Hunter Norzad for interior offensive line depth, but also as the center in waiting, if you will. And he accepted that invite to the East-West Shrine game, even though that wasn't the final indicator that he was going to move on uh, but best of luck to Drew Scruggs now that we know Caden Wallace I think Caden Wallace is going to stay and that would be four out of your five starting offensive linemen returning with Olu Fashionu, uh, Landon Tangwall. Now you have Hunter Norzad, who you could maybe consider a co-starter with Tangwall, Sal Wormley, and then Caden Wallace at right tackle. And look, I know Caden Wallace gets a lot of uh, gets a lot of flack. People say that he's not good, but uh, if you watch the tape. He actually got better as the season progressed. I thought his worst game was against Purdue. And then after that, he was solid throughout the remaining games that he did play. Uh, but uh, went down to injury. He's supposed to be available in the Rose Bowl. He's supposed to be available for this game. So uh, was I think he was playing well enough before the injury. Uh, another veteran that you get back and then you anchor that other tackle spot. Even though I think Drew Shelton is a perfectly fine plug-and-play candidate over at right tackle. Uh, Penn State is searching in the transfer portal. I will say that. He, they are searching in the transfer portal for another tackle. So is that because of depth or because they know that Caden Wallace might be moving on? Yet to be seen. Up next on this list, and that is tight end Brenton Strange. And I think he's going to leave. I think that Brenton Strange is going to leave because there were some rumors early on that Brenton Strange was questioning a future at Penn State. And how could you not? He had his best season by far at Penn State. And this is kind of a little more because I I mean this in no disrespect to Brenton Strange or Theo Johnson or Tyler Warren. But all three of those and all three of those guys are really good. They are really good at football and any of them on a given Saturday can emerge. So if you're Brenton Strange, you you clearly distance yourself from the pack. Why if you're going to come back for another season, you, you don't want to start splitting snap counts with Theo Johnson and Tyler Warren because they are that good. You don't want to split the responsibilities. Brenton Strange, when he was the feature tight end because Theo Johnson was unavailable at one point in time, then Tyler Warren was in and out of the lineup with an injury. Brenton Strange showed that he is very capable as a full-time tight end and doesn't need to rotate in. So if you're Brenton Strange, as much as you'd like to come back, I can see him for going the eligibility, going into the NFL draft, and, and taking advantage of his best season at Penn State by far because 
if I'm being honest, it, at one point in time, it did look like Theo Johnson and Tyler Warren were closing the gap. And then Brenton Strange really emerged uh, as that feature tight end. But Theo Johnson and Tyler Warren with another offseason could definitely close that gap back up. And I think with the combine, people will start to see the scouts particularly. Uh, he'll get a significant boost uh, in the draft stock because people are always looking for blocking tight ends. I don't think Tyler Warren or excuse me, Brenton Strange is going to walk into an NFL camp and become tight end one right away. But they're going to be like, hey, this guy's a scrappy blocker, and he can catch. We're going to rotate him in. So he'll be a, a quality backup to start, and we'll see where it goes from there. So I think he's going to capitalize on this season and leave for the NFL, and he'll declare, who knows, in a matter of days. That deadline, just a few weeks away. you got to think about it. Adisa Isaac, let's flip it over to the defensive side. We've talked about a lot of offensive weapons. Idisa Isaac at defensive end. I say he stays. I say he stays and it has to do with that recovery from his injury. He missed all of the 2021 season back in 2022. I, I got to say this was a tough one. I was back and forth. You know, I can see him going to the NFL and, and just saying, you know, look, I've been in college football for a little bit longer. I, I had a good season, but it certainly wasn't his best. I, I think he benefits more from staying and an extra season for Penn State. I think Penn State obviously benefits because you get a senior defensive end uh, coming back to play alongside Chop Robinson. Those two will start with Nick Tarburton going on. At one point in time before his injury, like he was projected to be a first or a second round pick. And I don't think that's the case now with, with the injury, but he showed flashes. He showed that he was getting, he was building and getting that strength back and that speed. I think one more season at Penn state would be really beneficial. And that's why I think he comes back for another year. Curtis Jacobs at linebacker. Another one this one was really tough because I can see him kind of going the Brandon Smith route. You played your three years because I, I think people forget this. Curtis Jacobs is only a redshirt sophomore. <laughs> he, he's, he's a veteran truly, but he's still on the younger side of his college career. So he's done his three years. He can go into the NFL draft, and that's what Brandon Smith did. He did his three years, I think would have benefited from uh, another season. Brandon Smith showed the athleticism and then turned into a fourth-round pick by the Carolina Panthers. I can see that happening for Curtis Jacobs here. I believe that he's going to stay. I think that he's going to stay and just work on his craft because if you look at just the lack of attention that he got from the preseason when all the award watch lists came out and Curtis Jacobs wasn't a part of them. And then Curtis Jacobs and goes out and, you know, has 14 tackle performances, double digit tackle performances, uh, moved around the linebacking group. He was never in at the mic, but he was either the Sam or the will. And that showed that versatility. So that's, that's where I can see him going on to the NFL because he has the versatility. He's done it. And I think if the scouts are paying attention properly, they'll take a serious chance on him in the third or fourth round. But if Curtis Jacobs thinks that he can boost his stock and go into the second, maybe even the first round, then he's got to come back for another season. I just think the public evaluation of Curtis Jacobs is just downright disrespectful. And some people might even argue, well, as a redshirt sophomore, is he even ready for the NFL again, he's on the younger side, but I, I think there's there's cases for him staying or going. I think he stays because I think Penn State will ultimately re-recruit him to come back because they're going to need some help in the linebacking core. You're losing Jonathan Sutherland. Uh, yeah, you have Abdul Carter. Yeah, you have Kobe King. Yeah, you have Tyler Elston. But there, 
that other linebacker spot that Curtis Jacobs moved back over to the on ball linebacker because they said we got to put Abdul Carter and start him at the off ball linebacker, the will. And they move Curtis Jacobs back over to the Sam and Curtis Jacobs still lit up the field. Like he was killing it. I think they'll re-recruit him and bring him back for another season. And then he'll go to the NFL uh, in terms of the case for leaving. Uh, he's shown that versatility, as I mentioned, to play both linebacker spots that he was at, either the Sam or the Will. Abdul Carter's where they moved him to. So is that going to affect Curtis Jacobs' decision to say, you know, I really wanted to play the Will linebacker spot. Uh, I got to settle for the Sam since Abdul Carter is there at that spot. So maybe he moves on the NFL uh, from that point. And then maybe he gets some advice from Brandon Smith on what ultimately how his decision came about. So that's just something to to ponder because Curtis Jacobs at a baseline is an athlete, a pure athlete, and then continue to work on that football craft. Final player, and now we go to the special teams. Jake Pinnegar, I think he's leaving. And the reason I'm leaning this way is because Penn State brought in a two-time All-Ivy League kicker, and that's Alex Falcons from Columbia. Uh, he's going to be a preferred run on. So is this just some competition? Is this insurance when Jake Pinnegar ultimately makes his decision? But why recruit a kicker in the transfer portal if you didn't think you were losing one? Uh, still, it's added competition. Is Sanders Sahadak ready to take over? But Falcons comes in, and that means that Jake Pinnegar could be moving on. It's locked on Nittany Lions. Trace McSorley getting his first NFL career start against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Sunday night football on Christmas night. There wasn't enough magic for the Cardinals to get the win, but let's talk about that performance and how Trace McSorley did next. Today's episode is sponsored by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lines. My name is Zach Seiko, your host. We're talking Trace McSorley. Throw it on a dime like I'm not even trying. Uh, and had some good throws in that game. Matty Fresh, of course, coming up with that song. And we've had Matt Freiler on the show a couple of times here. We'll have him back soon. Uh, and Trace didn't, it wasn't able to do enough. Uh, it was an okay game for Trace against Tom Brady, the GOAT. He acknowledged that he was facing the greatest of all time at quarterback. And had, like I said, a handful of throws that were really solid. But they lost 19 to 16 in overtime. Trace was 24 45. He threw the ball a lot, actually. 217 yards, no passing touchdowns, one interception. He did have two fumbles lost. I can't blame the one on him. I I'm not really sure. If you watch the game, he flipped the ball uh, to Keontae Ingram, the running back, a rookie running back out of USC. And the throw was there. It was kind of high, the pitch, but Ingram fumbled it. And the Bucs were able to recover. And that was that was a pivotal drive there. The Cardinals could have uh, capitalized on that. And it was later in the game. And the Bucs were able to tie it and send it to overtime. Also had seven carries for 14 rushing yards. So really wasn't that much of a factor on the ground. But didn't throw a lot of interceptions. Um, you watch the game. He did what he was asked to do, right? 
I, I thought that he was calm, collected, composed. Uh, he did miss some throws, but that's just from the lack of playing experience and the speed of the NFL. Like the, the NFL is just as fast as, as it gets. And the Bucks defense is one of the best in the NFL, right? He wasn't playing the Houston Texans. Uh, so the fact that Cardinals and the Buccaneers went to overtime and Trace McSorley played game manager, um, I, I thought was, like I said, it's an okay performance. I'd give him about a C. Um, because you did have the two fumbles in the game, the one that he was credited for and the one interception. Imagine taking away one of those turnovers and seeing if the Cardinals even come out on top. But they played an all-around good game, even though they came up with a loss. And this one bugged me, because you, you search Trace McSorley on Google or Twitter in the heat of the moment, right? And people complained a lot on social media because DeAndre Hopkins wasn't getting the football and I'm losing my uh, fantasy I'm losing my fantasy playoffs. Um, okay, one, you could have benched him if you didn't think he was going to have that good a performance. Let's just say that. But uh, the Bucks bracketed him all night long, which means that he was double covered. So you had somebody over the top and underneath. And a lot of the times I saw Antoine Winfield Jr. as the guy underneath. So if Trace McSorley wanted to throw three, four, or five interceptions, he would have targeted DeAndre Hopkins and forced the football to him a bunch more other times. Were there times where Hopkins was open and he missed? Yes. But again, I think Trace McSorley was following a strict game plan, a strict game script from Cliff Kingsbury and the coaching staff. The Bucks plan was simple. Take the best target uh, away from an inexperienced quarterback at the NFL level. Trace McSorley is a hell of an athlete, okay? You saw what he did at Penn State, but when it comes to the NFL, he's still experienced at, inexperienced at this point in time. And you take away DeAndre Hopkins. You say, hey, you're going to beat us with your next best target. And the Cardinals weren't able to do that offensively. They stacked the box and they double covered DeAndre Hopkins so that James Conner couldn't even do a whole lot. Uh, so that that's really ultimately what it came down to is that Trace McSorley uh, had a solid game, but that's that's where it stands. Now, could he start again? Because I'm going to be glued into whatever game he's going to start and play in next. Potentially, he could play one more game. Colt McCoy's in concussion protocol, but if you read the reports, they say that he's making ton of a ton of progress. Uh, and Kyler Murray is out for the season the starter for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, but Colt McCoy could come back potentially might be, I think he's week to week anyway. And I, all this talk about Trace McSorley. How about Chris Godwin on the other side of it? Chris Godwin had a really good game himself, a former target of Trace's back in 2016. And from Tom Brady in this game, eight receptions, 63 yards. So uh, don't forget that Chris Godwin is having a really good season coming back from his injury and has made his way with the Tampa Bay Bucks in the NFL. So as I wrap this one up, thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Locked on Nittany Lines. Juice Scruggs is headed to the NFL. Some guys that are 50-50, are they going to stay? Are they going to go? Make sure in the comments you tell me a player that you think is going to leave, why you think they're going to leave, or if you think somebody's going to stay, if I get any of these predictions wrong, let me know in the comics who you think is going to stay and who is going to leave. Now, coming up this week, the Rose Bowl. One week from today, at the time of the posting of this episode, Monday, December 26th, the Rose Bowl is one week away on Monday, January 2nd. So we're going to have Rose Bowl previews, discussions all week long. Look out for a crossover episode with Locked on Utes. That's coming up this week. We're going to have a full scouting report of the opponent as Penn State takes on Utah 
in the Rose Bowl. That is all coming up with it just being one week away. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Like this episode, share it with friends and family, and I'll talk to you tomorrow here on Locked On Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.